This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Shorewinder.com. Hey guys, Ryan here with Torch Talk Podcast. Did you know that I also run a marketing agency with the absolute best crew? I keep hearing from other garage door companies how their SEO company or their web design company is just not cutting it. We never hear that here. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we work really, really hard for you door guys out there. Check us out, suchandsuchmedia.com. You got the pricing and everything right on the website. Full transparency. And we're going to work really hard because you are the champion of your story. And we just want to be a small part of your success and celebrate it with you. Great customer service. Amazing web design. Phenomenal SEO that's going to get you ranked. Give us a shout such and such media.com. What's up guys. This is Ryan with torsion talk podcast and we're back again. It's uh, well, Tuesday, April 20th. Uh, today we are going to cover a few topics with some information that I think is going to be super valuable. It's, it's uh, the 19th. And Today's the 19th. Yeah. They're not going to listen to oh, it today. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Oh, no, my God. Right. You're such an airhead sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Listen, y'all. This dude is like one of the most brilliant people I've ever met in my life. But sometimes he makes the most brilliant statements. <laughs> anyway. That's a, that's a polite way of putting it. All right. So, yeah, I'm being polite. Um, he really is super, like, he's super genius. He's like one of those people that like, I don't know. I feel like he's the same mold as like Albert Einstein. Super yeah. brilliant. He's not yeah. going to say he is, but super brilliant, but just clueless at the same time. For sure. I don't know. It's weird. Um, all right. So we got a lot to cover today. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode, but I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, first of all, I'm going to say thanks. Huge thanks to Everybody who has signed up within the last week for such and such, we've had a big week. Uh, door tech, garage doors plus, and more all access overhead doors, safety, fire protection. Uh, we've got a couple more that are about to drop. Uh, did some consulting for A. Uh, really, really enjoying the uh, the trend we got going on right now with the marketing company. I think the conference really brought a, uh, a lot of people to us, and we've been just signing people up. I mean, it's crazy, and we're having fun with it, and um, we're hiring. So, yeah, we're going to be expanding. It's going to be fun. Anyway, uh, here's some top news in our industry. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a little bit, and let me give you guys a little sneak peek of kind of what's to come uh, next month in May. We're going to do it a little bit different on Fridays. We're probably going to do like a uh, live news broadcast and then upload it to the podcast. Uh, so here's a couple things. Uh, something hit the newswire. Step and pull raised 300K on Shark Tank. An article quoted Damon John, who gave them the $300,000, saying he wanted to connect with IDA. Step and pull is a tool that allows you to open the door with your feet. I've actually used this if you go to like um, the bathroom at Whole Food you will notice uh, that they have the step and pull. 
they're in restaurants, uh, grocery stores. You can kind of see them a bunch of different places, but um, basically they're mounted at the bottom of an entry door. And uh, there's some that look almost like they're cupped. Uh, and then there's some where you put your foot on top and it's got like a little bit of a jagged edge and you just pull it back with your foot. Um, I'm curious to how soon someone's going to sue somebody for that, like hitting their shin or them slipping and falling because the floor's wet. They were trying to pull the door open. Nonetheless, I think it's a good idea. I just think there's a bunch of idiots out there that will take advantage of this and sue some grocery store over it. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but I think IDA is probably the wrong direction to go. So, mm. We'll figure that out. I don't really think IDA can help, but maybe worth IDA reaching out to Damon John. Sounds like he's trying to get a hold of them. And I don't know if they're reaching back out. Is that possible? I sure hope not. We could really use Damon John in our industry, right? Uh, all right. So uh, more increases are coming. Dun, dun, dun. In case you guys didn't know. IDA is planning to have some regional shows in person to get uh, everyone together and learn. Uh, these are going to be great. I've spoken at the one in Raleigh that happened, uh, I don't know, two, three years ago. Uh, had a blast and um, just got to go in there and talk to a bunch of people. And I thought it would like, I think Mark Fisher actually organized it. But uh, turnout was really good. And I really enjoyed it. Got to hang out and have some good time. Let's see. Oh, by the way, Kevin Pike won the 10 grand, and it sounds like he's throwing a party. I don't know what kind of party or what's going on there, but just uh, you might want to hit him up if you want an invite. Kevin Pike won the 10 grand at Virtual Door Dealer Conference. Thanks to Kevin Pike, because all those points means that he helped sign a bunch of people up. So he is the man. Thank you, Kevin Pike, from me and my team. So we're launching Garage Door University, in case you didn't know. Garage Door U will be for owners and managers, a little bit of office staff. Uh, this will be launched mid-May. If you signed up for VDDC, you will get a free uh, 30 days to check it out. It's going to be sweet. Uh, this is going to be like, I don't want to give away too much because we really technically have just announced that we're doing it. But I have some killer plans if you guys really enjoyed Virtual Door Dealer Conference, this is going to be Virtual Door Dealer Conference, but better. Can that happen, Adrian? Can we do better than Virtual Door Dealer Conference? We can. I mean, yeah. I think we can. We're going to make it better. Uh, by the way, Motorbike Mike will be speaking to our group in June or July. So that's pretty awesome. He's coming on to uh, do a little Q&A with you guys. Um, it'll be a little bit more intimate than him just speaking. So that'll be very interactive. It'll be fun. Uh, recordings of Virtual Door Dealer Conference will be released uh, within 60 days of the event. We're going to have Adrian chop those up. Adrian's super excited about it, too. It's a lot of work. Uh, I'm hearing reports. Repairs are down across the board. Uh, new doors are up and commercial is up. I don't know if that's just a sentiment thing that I'm feeling, but I've talked to many people. Uh, if you have feedback on whether repairs are up or down your area, hit me up. Let me know. I'm very curious if you guys are experiencing more or less repairs. I know from my company, 
Uh, we've been down for probably about two months on repairs, but uh, just here recently, we've started picking back up again. So hopefully that's a trend and we are super busy on repairs. But again, new doors and commercial have been booming consistently since the beginning of last year. One thing that garage door companies need to know about is the PRO Act. The PRO Act was stuffed into the Green New Deal. This is something that's going to affect many of you, including me. Um, and I strongly suggest you guys check it out. If this bill gets passed, I got a feeling a lot of garage door companies are going to be in trouble. So the premise of the PRO Act, and Adrian, you can help me if I'm wrong here, but uh, the way it reads is, if your primary business is garage doors and you have 1099 contractors that are installing or repairing garage doors for you on your behalf, then there could be fines and uh, tax implications on the business, right? Yeah. As, as long as you're, you're paying, Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. As long as you're paying people to do, a service that, that you're then charging for, then yeah, that's when you can get in trouble. If you're paying people as contractors to do a service for you, that is just something the business needs, but isn't something you're like offering as a service and charging for, then you're if fine. it's a, if it's not your primary service, if it's not something you normally do and you're hiring somebody. So for, let's say for example, uh, you want to enclose a carport and you don't have somebody on staff to do that. Well, you can outsource that to mm -hmm. someone. And it's not a problem. But if you're using 1099 contractors to install garage doors or repair them, you're going to be in trouble. Like, this is going to be a big deal. Um, even if you get, like, sometimes we all use W-2 employees here at Aaron Overhead Doors. But if we have, um, uh, if we get busy, I got an installer here who I love to death uh, who helped me get started. He's freaking amazing. But I'll call him and be like, yo, I need you to install some doors for me in the next couple of weeks. Uh, probably knock out five, ten of them. Uh, can you help us? And he will. He'll jump in. But according to the Green New Deal and this PRO Act, uh, that will no longer be the case. Uh, this is going to affect a lot of things. Even my marketing company, because we had planned on building like a really core group of employees and then using some like freelancers for some work uh, outside of that. But uh, this has me kind of sitting on my hands right now, waiting to see how that plays out. But uh, we're still building our core team, so we've got some time. But this is something that I think everybody needs to be watching. So this is called the PRO Act. Definitely need to be paying attention to it. If it gets passed in the Green New Deal, then um, people who are paying all their people 1099 need to be aware that they're going to need to restructure their business. Uh, this includes... Uh, setting them up as W-2 employees. Now, if I were you, I would start recruiting now because there's going to be even more shortage of employees because this also affects the freelancer. So isn't there some type of penalty to the freelancer too, or was it just the business? I don't, I don't think there is. Okay. But I mean, think about it. If you're a contractor Reduces and you're working for of three or four business, find. yeah, dude. You're not going to be, you're not going to have that kind of business. So um, people are probably going to be trying to hire these freelancers full time to be able to abide by the law. And so these guys are going to be going somewhere. And unless you're paying them under the table and taking a chance, getting caught, uh, 
I think you probably should hire him before anybody else. This is going to be big news for a lot of big dealers. So definitely pay attention to that. Let's see. Where am I at? Where am I at? Uh, recordings. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, I had a great conversation with a client uh, the other day about AdWords. Um, they were thinking about getting an AdWords. I, I, I honestly, I'm pretty sure I talked them out of it. Uh, even though it would have made me money, I, I just, if you can grow your business without AdWords, I think that that's the best case. Um, and I'll tell you the reasons why. I'm not a fan of AdWords. I think I've explained that many times. Uh, I'm a marketing guy, but I I only do about three grand of AdWords from my door company. Um, and I only do it for like niche stuff. And I only, I'm, I'm willing to pay under $10 a click. Anything over that, I, I turn it off. Um, it, or if I, if I just know that I cannot get there in, in, uh, SEO, I'll buy the AdWords if it's absolutely necessary, but I do not play in the repair game for AdWords. Uh, it's just not worth it. Unless you're selling repairs on average between 800 and $1,200, you can't do it. Uh, you can't make it profitable. It's just not going to work. So um, if you can, hit me up. I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to hear what you're doing. Um, I've played around with it. I've tweaked it. I've tried it. Um, and, you know, I think there's just too many people in our industry that are playing this game. And it's gotten expensive because they don't know. They're, they don't either care how much they're bidding or they don't know how to set up the bid. And they're willing to pay too much, which drives the bid price up. Anyway. Long story short, uh, also found that uh, AdWord customers typically are trained to do the same thing next time something happens, which means they're not going to your sticker, they're not going to your business card, they're not trying to remember the last company they did. They're going to go online and they're going to search garage door repair and click the first button and they're going to call them. So uh, if that's the type of customer you want, great. That's not me. That's not who I want. So I'm not playing in that game. So my advice to them were, um, why don't we take the freaking tens of thousands of dollars that you're about to dump into AdWords and let's apply that towards something a little bit more productive. Let's hook up with like um, local charities, local restaurants, do some uh, co-promotions, uh, you know, sponsor some of the local schools, uh, things like that, really get embedded into the community. And I think that's going to go further for them than it will if they just pay for AdWords. So if they were already doing that, and they still wanted more business, then I think it would probably be a good idea. But at this point in time, there's so much more they could be doing. So if you're out there and you're thinking about doing AdWords or you're doing AdWords and you're not doing SEO or you don't have, you're not in a great place with SEO, I think you're wasting time and money. I also think if you're not branding yourself and putting yourself out there for uh, the community and investing that money back into your local community rather than giving it to Google, I think you're also wasting your time and money. So, uh, that's my take on Google AdWords right now. Somer is a European-based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, 
Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer USA.com. That's S O M M E R USA.com or contact their Charlotte office at 877 766 6607. Bifolding overhead doors are simply cool. Therefore, if you install one, you too are cool. All kidding aside, Swice makes the best bifold door on the market. So when you have an opportunity to sell a bifold, check them out first. As a matter of fact, Bifold security doors are hot right now. If you check out their website, Bifold.com, you can see hundreds of ideas on how businesses are using Bifold doors. They have tons of photos on their website. They've supplied doors, Bifold doors, for restaurants, basketball stadiums like Golden One Center in Sacramento, retail stores, and even spectacular homes. These doors are a game changer and a statement piece. If you want a project that will draw attention, sell Schweiss door. Tell them Ryan with Torch Talk Podcast sent you. Visit bifold.com. That's B I F O L D.com. And it may change. Hit me up if you're having great success with repairs. I'd love to hear what you're doing. Uh, all right. Next, have you guys been watching Access uh, Garage Door franchise? These guys are blowing up. Uh, I did not expect them to grow so quickly. Uh, let's see here. Where did I see them at? Um, Access Garage Doors has expanded into Kentucky. And I don't remember how many this is, but it's quite a few. I mean, they're doing pretty good. This was in April 19th. <coughs> Excuse me. So Access Overhead Doors. Yeah, this is from today. Uh, it's a Chattanooga-based company. They're just launched in um, central Kentucky, including Richmond, Lexington, owned by entrepreneur and military veteran Nick Clapper. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I mean, these guys, they have awarded 10 franchises within the last 15 months of franchise offerings, uh, said Jesse Cox, president and CEO. Jesse's a good dude. I've met him. Uh, honestly, like I told him from the get-go, I have doubts. I was like, dude, no offense to you, but I'm doubt. I, I'm kind of doubting you. I'm uh, I'm doubting the franchise thing because there's been so much, so many franchises that haven't done much for their franchisees. But I don't think that's the case here, y'all. Like I'm kind of digging the uh, the access garage doors thing here. Uh, looks like they're doing a good job, uh, not only expanding but taking care of their current people. So. That's important, and I'm a fan of anybody who's doing it right. Speaking of doing it right, Precision got acquired by Neighborly. Uh, I don't even know if they say how much. Uh, yeah, I don't see any dollar amount. They're both privately held companies, I believe, so they don't have to disclose it. But I got to imagine, I mean, you're not letting Precision go for less than a billion, are you? I mean, 
It says here right in the quote, yeah, network is more than 100 locations across the United States and generates approximately 300 million of system sales, which I don't really know exactly what they mean by system sales. Is that just like doors and openers without repairs? System sales. I mean, certainly that's not repairs. I don't know. The fact that they put system sales just leads me to believe they're leaving something out because they would have put like 500 million in sales. Or something like that. Um, and if they're 500 million in annual sales, they're, I mean, gotta be one, a billion, right? So, did we have a billion dollar acquisition of a garage door company? I don't know. But here's what I do know Neighborly has no lack of resources uh, when it comes to blowing companies up. If you're unfamiliar, um, there's a couple brands here that you might be familiar with, uh, Glass Doctor, uh, Housemaster, Molly Maids, Mosquito Joe, um, Mr. Electric, Mr. Appliance, Mr. Handyman, Mr. Rooter, uh, let's see here, um, Real Property Management, I mean, th- these are, these are pretty, I mean, five-star painting, these are pretty big names that they've acquired AirServe. Um, and so I'm excited to see what they do in the industry. I think uh, typically, typically when an acquisition takes place, a lot of things are going to stay the same for the first six months to a year. They're going to really dig in um, the books and the team and evaluate the processes. And once they've figured that out, uh, they're going to start uh, trimming and uh, you might see some executives at Precision go away um, and uh, they'll bring them under the umbrella or put one of their staff in charge and then, you know, they're just going to freaking blow them up, I bet. I mean, if there was ever a death to another big pr- like uh, franchise company, this is probably going to be it. Uh, they're going to be pushing hard. I mean, these guys are brand experts. Uh, I got a feeling you're going to see a lot of, like, I think the logo is going to be updated with precision. I think, like, a lot of stuff's going to happen. You're going to see them rebranded. You're going to see them uh, rolling out with some big uh, TV commercials and things like that nationally. So very well could be the case. Don't listen to me, though. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, let's see. I was on Tommy Mello's podcast. Did you guys see that? Did you watch it, Adrian? I know how much you love to listen to my podcast. You did not. Okay. That's all right. I heard it went really well. Uh, people have questions about why I named myself Ryan, the bull Lucia on his podcast. (laughs) So as you guys know, I'm big on like Bitcoin and trading and stuff. So, uh, I was goofing off because Bitcoin was having a big day. And I had just gotten my, uh, my like bull uh, picture. As a matter of fact, uh, check out our Facebook page. I'm going to be posting some photos of some artwork that I bought. We put it up in the office, a little inspirational artwork, but one of them's a bull like busting through a dollar bill. And it's just symbolic of like growth and strength. And I don't know. I feel like every time I look at it, I get a little bit more testosterone, right? Adrian. Do you feel like you get more testosterone when you look at that? 
We can't hear you. I'm I'm not like a. Are you know. against testosterone? No, I'm not against testosterone. Every man has, has testosterone. Yes, bro. I realize that. No, I'm just not. We like should get you checked. Maybe you might be a little low. I, I really don't think so. No? No. So you don't feel like masculinity when you look at it and be like, Arr. To be fair, what I'm, when I'm looking at what? <laughs> the bull picture oh, the that we bull. hung up. Um, you weren't paying attention? Oh my god! Um, I mean, maybe, maybe st- not from that. No, not it's very aggressive looking. Yeah, I mean, but bulls not, but like not represent all aggressive things are like testosterone. Met. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the horns, and then the like if it was like a muscle car or something like that, that would that yeah. would do more. But like anyway, I got some really cool art. I'm gonna post some pictures on our uh, torsion talk uh, Facebook page. Make sure to check that out and. Um, uh, let me know which one you like best. Some inspirational art around the office. Uh, we're going to be doing some fun stuff. So you're going to want to follow along. Season five is coming up. What are we on right now? Season four, episode what? This is like 17 or 18? Yeah, something like that. Okay. So we're going to be reaching out to our sponsors and resecuring sponsorships for the next season. I'm probably going to um, roll right into season five. If I take a break, it'll just be a week or two. I'm leaving tomorrow for Miami, so this will have to be when I get back. But I'm going to have Tamara reach out to a bunch of people. Um, We're going to be going back to the old school, like old, old school, like OG season one interviews. What do you think about that, Adrian? You're not even with me, dude. You're just totally checked out. I feel lonely. I have a, a package that's arriving, and I'm intent on figuring out what it is. Oh, my is. God. All right, so, y'all, we're going to be interviewing dealers across the country. Actually, you know what? I'm going to add access to that. Let's get Jesse on here. Where's the – yeah. I want to get Jesse on here. We'll let him do a little self-promotion. You know why? Because I like good dudes doing good things in our industry. And I feel like Jesse's doing a good job with with access. So we're going to add him to the list. Jesse Cox. Um, Some of these people have already been on my podcast before. Some of them have. Some of them are clients of mine that I just know. If you're interested in being on the podcast, um, email Tamara. T-A-M-A-R-A at suchmedia.co that's tamara at suchmedia.co co and uh we'll get you on the list we'll probably want to chat with you first kind of figure out um who you are if we don't know you what you want to talk about um but we're gonna have fun season five is gonna be a little bit looser than season one i was a little uptight and uh nervous it was uh, it was season one i didn't even know what we were doing yet um, the first one was very scripted and I felt very tight. It sounded that way. So uh, I got some feedback and so I threw the notes out going forward, didn't I? I yeah, stopped scripting now, stuff. Now you just go out on a tangent about crypto. <laughs> so. Like I'll sometimes come in here and I don't have any agenda at all and I'll just blow it out. Um, and then other times I got good stuff. I got good stuff that's planned and thought out. Um, but we're going to, we're going to, I'm committed 
to making sure that season five is the best season we've ever had. How do you feel about that, Adrian? I mean, I assume that should be the goal for every season going forward. Dude, you're taking my legs no, out no. from under me. You should just be like, yes, yes bro. Yes, absolutely. Power to the season people. Season five is going to be the best. Hey, you know what I got is one of the, one of the, um, the episodes. We're going to dial fake Google My Business accounts and mess oh, yeah, with Yeah, that would be really fun. <laughs> I'm so excited I, about I that. Kinda, I kind of really want to be on the calling end of that. Do you? Yes. I can let you so. do one. Okay, cool. Uh, I just think you'll freeze. Oh, absolutely not. Really? I, I don't really take you. I can make stuff up on the spot okay. pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Can you rap, though, on the spot? Are you a freestyler? No. no. Can you give I us can, a I can just make scenarios and characters up on the spot, though. Can, can you at least try to freestyle rap? I You could be pointing a gun at me right now, and I still <laughs> probably couldn't. So we uh, It was funny. I was trying to get my kids to freestyle rap, and they tried it. My son's actually not bad at it. My daughter, she's got some work to do. But um, should I tell, like, a not-so-clean joke that I said in the car with my kids? Probably not. It was in the car with my kids. I mean, if you want to tell people the not-so-clean joke. It's pretty funny, okay, I then. think. I mean, you said in front of the kids, so you might I as well say I did say it in front, front of the of kids, and my else. wife didn't get freaked out. So okay. we were talking about buying a house, and uh, one of the things that we talked about was how whether or not we wanted land or not. And I said, well, I would like some land because I want to lay out in the front yard with my balls out. And, like, two minutes go by. My wife's like, Ryan. Oh my God. And then my daughter from the back seat, like two minutes later is like, dad, the front yard. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't have a problem with me saying like laying out with my balls out. It was the front yard. That was the problem. So it was, uh, we all fell out laughing. Like my wife almost had to pull over because she was laughing so hard. (laughs) You just got to know my daughter. She's, she's, she's the best. Uh, she just like, processes things and then like speaks about it later so it's a, it was a funny thing anyway uh listen guys thank you so much for being such following loyal amazing people uh i want to hear from you guys don't hesitate to reach out to me you can find me on facebook uh, my team is uh on what are we on facebook at torsion talk uh we're we have a twitter account but we don't really use it we're gonna start using it uh, Instagram, we're gonna start doing that too. Oh, really? We're gonna get, we're gonna just get, yeah. Such and such media team, mm-hmm. I think, is what we settled on for our uh, at such and such media team is our handle, uh, pretty much everywhere. So you can check that out as well. And I think that's a wrap. Is there anything we should talk about, Adrian? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Thanks to all the customers that signed up last week and this week. Uh, we got plenty more to come. If you yourself need some marketing, you got to fight off those big old neighborly guys in your backyard, let me know. We're here for you. We got a team that's probably as good or better than any large marketing company in the country. Put us to the test. Let us know. Anyway, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.